0: After almost two and a half years of doing this podcast, I think I've come to a moment where I owe you an apology. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. So I've been doing some thinking and I feel like I've been kind of heavy handed with you, myself, and cluster Bs. So I actually want to take a moment to apologize. And if you are a cluster B, if you do have BPD or you suspect you do, or if you're a narcissist or you suspect you are, uh, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but I will apologize to you because I believe I have been, you know, well, not I believe, but I've been ranting and raving for two and a half years, basically saying that cluster bees can't love, they can't feel emotion, they're just incapable of doing so. And I think in reflection and thinking about that over this last week between my last podcast and this one, I feel like I owe an apology because I feel like I've been heavy handed. I'm not one for labels. And so therefore I cannot make universal statements like that. Because I believe that narcissism and borderline, there is a spectrum. There are different levels. So it's wrong of me to assume that all narcissists and all borderlines are incapable of loving somebody. That's wrong because there are and there is a spectrum. There are those narcissists who are Covert narcissists, malignant narcissists, grandiose narcissists. There are those borderlines that are silent borderlines, and there's many different types. There is a spectrum. And so within that spectrum, there is a capability, I'm sure on some borderlines and narcissists' behalf, to actually exhibit love. Is it a mature love? I don't know. I can't speak for every narcissist or every cluster B or anybody out there. I can't. I can speak from my own personal situation. My wife is incapable of loving in a mature way. She is incapable of intimacy. But does that mean that everybody is? Well, no. So I do want to apologize to you and to any narcissist or cluster B out there that is listening to this podcast because I have been very universal in my statements. And this doesn't come as a result of somebody sending me an email or somebody flaming me or trolling me. This is me basically realizing that, you know, I've been kind of heavy handed. But I will say this. I certainly believe that there is a spectrum out there. There are borderlines that are really severe borderlines who just cannot conduct themselves in a mature fashion and an emotionally stable fashion. And then there are those borderlines that might be silent borderlines out there who are dealing with their demons, who are trying to work through their personality disorder. There are narcissists out there that you suspect they are, but you're not really sure because maybe they have narcissistic tendencies. We all do. But then again, there are those that are malignant and covert and who create a lot of damage. And it's the damage that I will hold them accountable for. So yes, I'm not going to say that every narcissist or every borderline is incapable of having a relationship, but I will say that they are capable to do incredible emotional damage, incredible financial damage to those people out there who are in a relationship with a cluster B. So even though I will apologize for making general statements, universal statements, and applying the fact that my wife perhaps cannot love in a mature way and saying, you know what, they're just incapable of it. And I have, I'm have, i guilty of it. I've said it over numerous podcasts. If you listen back, you will hear it. I will basically tell you that they are incapable. Well, you know what, there are those that are. There are exceptions to every rule. But what I will not take away and what I will not apologize for is the incredible emotional damage that these people do in relationships. Now, again, we can all make excuses for them and we can give them emotional allowances and say they are the way they are because they are. You know, but you have to inherently decide whether or not you wish to put up with the relationship. And there too, I will apologize to you because perhaps you want to be in the relationship with your cluster B. Maybe you are accepting. There are a lot of people out there that are willing to put up with the relationship the way that it is because they do have good times. Maybe the good times outweigh the bad times. Maybe they are able to communicate with their cluster B and maybe their cluster B understands that they are, they're wreaking havoc on them. But for some reason, They love each other, maybe, and that's the way that they are. There are people out there who are willing to put up with it. And you know what? I can't say that that's a bad thing because if you are willing to put up with a dysfunctional relationship because in the end, that's what it is, at least in my opinion, but maybe it's not to you. So again, maybe I need to apologize for that as well. Because maybe I'm wrong in saying it's triple D, dysfunctional, disordered, you know, that kind of thing, dysregulated. Because what's a normal relationship? Is there a cookie cutter pattern out there that we can say, this is a normal relationship and then let's compare and your relationship is not normal. It's triple D. It's dysfunctional. So we have to take a step back and I have to take a step back in not being general in my terms and not being accusatory. And I've realized that this is part of my journey of healing. Not everybody is miserable out there. So why should I think that everybody is? There are those people that are curious about other people's relationships. And perhaps that's why you're listening to this podcast. But if you are being abused, what you think is being abused, somebody's screaming at you, somebody is gaslighting you, somebody's discarding you, they're devaluing you, they're not seeing you, they're not giving you love and affection and respect, then maybe that is dysfunction, maybe that is abuse, but some people may not classify it as such. And it could be that they're in denial. There are a lot of people who encounter physical abuse And somehow think of it as being love. That person's beating me because they love me. They want me to be a better person. They want to show me something. They want to teach me something. Now, you and I would say, well, somebody beating the heck out of somebody, that's not love. But somebody else may interpret that and say, yes, it is. It's tough love. And they're accepting of it. So is it a trauma bond or is it not? I can speak for myself I can understand my own codependency. I can understand my own trauma bond. But at the end of the day, it may not be yours. And so you may not be codependent. You may be willing. You may be feeling empathy. You may be wanting to help that person. You may want to love that person. And that is your right. It is your free will. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from you. And I do appreciate your five-star review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on. If anything, it raises people's consciousness. It makes them think about other people. It does give them cliff notes and benchmarks. Everybody's different. And I do recognize that. And so I do repeat my apology to those out there who perhaps I've offended by making generalizations and universal statements when they may not be true. Not every single borderline relationship and not every single narcissistic relationship is as bad as I may describe it. But you do have to step back and say, am I Getting what I need from this relationship is this person seeing me or using me. And in my case, I do see the lay of the land. So I can speak from my own personal experience and I can warn people. I can educate people. I can open people's eyes, raise their, their consciousness so that perhaps they might sit back and say, yeah, you know what? This doesn't jive with me. I was questioning this, but. I'm not going to preach to you and say that your cluster B will not love you, does not love you, because you know what? Maybe they do. Maybe somehow, some way they do. And because I haven't experienced that love, I can't sit here and tell you that you're not experiencing it. Because I have done a lot of research. I've done a lot of reading. I've gone on a lot of bulletin boards out there. I've seen other, not victims, but survivors talking about the fact that BPD is not understood, which I agree. And that BPD is being vilified. People with BPD are being vilified. They're being labeled. There are a lot of armchair psychoanalysts, myself included, perhaps, you know, that are out there espousing different things about somebody with borderline, somebody who's a narc. So yeah, you know what? I'm not trained. I don't have a degree, but even if I had one, Maybe I would be making these general terms and maybe you would be accepting of them because perhaps your situation is similar to mine. But not every situation is like that. There are a lot of people out there that say, you know what? I have a good relationship with my cluster B. We're on, we're on even terms here. I know that that person may have mood swings. That person may abuse me. That person may gaslight me. That person may devalue, discard me. But at the end of the day, we come back together. We're together. I love that person. And you know what? Sometimes for a month or two, that person is what we would consider to be on the baseline normal. And then something triggers them. They go into the silent treatment. Maybe they leave. Maybe they come back. Maybe they have an affair. Who knows? But to anybody else out there, that might be okay. And so it's wrong of me to sit there and say, oh, you know what? Your cluster B won't love you. It's abuse. It's dysfunctional, dysregulated, and disordered because maybe to you it's not. And I would appreciate your feedback at myinnertorch at gmail.com. A lot of people have written and said, hey, you know what? You speak the truth. And a lot of people haven't. But I know that there is a world of hurt out there. So for every decent relationship, With a cluster B, there are thousands of others that are not decent. There are thousands of others who are being abused by the behaviors. So, yes, maybe they can love. Yes, maybe there is a spectrum out there like there is for autism. There are those who are severely autistic, and then there are high functioning autistic people. And the same applies for somebody with borderline or narcissistic personality disorder or a psychopath okay, histrionic, whatever. I've always said, abuse is not love. Love is not abuse. And I stick to that. Be well and whatever you do, be good. This has been my inner torch.